0: All right, we're back, and with a special request on this topic that we're doing today. They wanted to know how to select a good homeowner, and we'll be back right after this.
1: I like this.
2: (laughs) Here I come to save the day.
1: Welcome to my House. This is a radio show for people with problems, home improvement problems, that is, and for people who want common sense guidance on how to build green and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Send an email or call into the show. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House.
2: All right, we're going to talk
0: about how to select a homeowner. We were doing a whole series there on how to select a contractor, and I got some emails saying, okay, that's good. How can we select the right homeowner? And right. I mean, that's that's a, an interesting topic. And I didn't think about talking about that before. But obviously, we've got contractors out there watching what we're doing. And so right. on top of that,
1: let's tell them how to select the right homeowner because. But I I think it helps homeowners, too. If they're shopping for a contractor, yeah. these are some things that are going to throw up red flags. <laughs> right. We we'll get right. calls every now and then. Well, nobody will come work for me.
0: Uh huh. Well, maybe talk to them for a while and it becomes
1: obvious why. (laughs)
0: Right. There, there might be a reason why. So, yes, uh, let's go ahead and talk about how to select the right homeowner if you're a contractor, and Mm -hmm. if you're getting burned all the time, people aren't paying, or you know, the you're just having difficulty getting the job completed, or the people are difficult. This will help you kind of clear through some of that stuff.
1: You must. You know, when they interview contractors, you must be interviewing the potential client, the yes, homeowner. Without a doubt. Because, again, if it's not a good fit, it's just not going to go well. So yeah. you just got to feel comfortable with each other. So
0: Right. Don't take the job just because they say, yeah, they want to work with you. If you've, got, if you've got that feeling in your gut that you don't want to do this.
2: Don't
1: do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we've all we've yeah. all been in those situations where you can tell that uh, even if I do a standard bid with this person, a standard contract with this person, it is going to be worth way more of a yeah. headache. I'd rather just not have the money.
0: Right, you're going to get your ass yeah, I, handed to you.
1: <laughs> and, and Ron, personally, yeah, how many problems have you had over all the years that you've been in business? Yeah, how many have you really had issues with where you you took on a client that your gut told you you shouldn't have you did it anyway how many couple
0: yeah probably you know two or three maybe four of them that were i was i had that feeling but i did it anyway and yeah. you know um i got yeah, through I mean, it I, uh, yeah in 30
1: years i've had two.
0: yeah i've gotten through them you
1: know not just
0: <laughs> right and and we've only had to go to court once out of 30 years mm-hmm. so
1: never had to do that yeah. fortunately that's good
0: they just decided they didn't want to pay. Not that they couldn't, not that they, you know, they just didn't want to play pay. So, you know, that's, that's all right. We got through that. So right. let's go and so get let's started. Start
1: it. So first place is think about your own company though. Where do you advertise? Because right. Because some of that, and I'm not saying that these avenues are incorrect, but it's a certain mentality that takes this avenue. Correct. Yep. So if you're truly going through lead generation services or house, uh, you know, yep. some of it, You know, Internet services, I think, are somewhat the worst because not that all of them are bad. I mean, there's probably way out more out there than I even know. Yep. But no matter what, when it gets to the contractor's level, they want you to pay for each lead. Now, they advertise that they're qualified leads. These are people that are ready to spend money. They're looking for this type of work. And, you know, more often than not, I have found that they're just throwing junk. Right, you know, the phone rang, I got a phone number here. Here's a lead and you always, you know, money for it and it's like eh-eh.
0: right, or you So it
1: becomes a hassle.
0: And I I, you know, when those first started coming out, they they will recycle those leads too. So they might have sent it to me, but then they're going to go, "Oh, well, was, we'll send it to Rich also." So now we're both having to call this time or they, you know, or they recycle it in a month or two and they send it send that information out again just so that right. they can get more money for it. So there's a lot of issues with those lead generation companies, and that's yeah. – those are really – you know, we used to S- used to laugh about the yellow pages. If you found us in the yellow pages, uh, <laughs> you're calling us because you found us in the yeah, yellow pages. Yeah, but you're really
1: in the Ds. Yeah, right. My yeah. company was in V. <laughs> if you found me in the yellow pages and you're still looking, <laughs> yeah. come on,
2: you were digging yeah they were digging deep you were not a good homeowner for a contractor
1: (laughs) right that's why i never you know because that's why they always told you like you know you always wanted your company name to start with two a's so that you're always listed first in the phone book right okay back in the day that made sense sure but now no it's so we go on to like radio advertising which i don't have a problem with that most companies that advertise are Legitimate companies just reaching out to a broader audience. Sure. And if you do local radio, it gets you within your work zone. Sure. Yeah. You know, when we were on in Evanston, it reached that 20 miles around Evanston. So the contractor based in Evanston didn't have to go out and get a state map of Illinois. He pretty much knew. Right. And if he needed a map, he wasn't doing the job.
0: Right. But, and, and, and then also, if you're on the internet, you're, let's say you're with Yelp. You're not going to okay. get somebody that's in 45 to 65. You're going to be getting somebody that's 25 to 35 because that's where that mm-hmm. pe- those people look So of that age group. So if you're advertising on radio, you're going to start getting people that are 55, 65, maybe older because those people still listen to the radio. You're not going to get that younger group, that younger audience because they don't listen. Well, the to
1: upside that. is the older people have disposable income. The younger ones have maybe.
0: debt. See, there you go, there you go.
2: So, and, and as a person who runs a radio station, I, I I appreciate you guys pandering to me. I appreciate that.
1: We're not pandering here. We actually did radio right for a long, long time. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, advertising paid the bills, but sure. radio advertising is a distinct call for action. You know, and that was what it was. It was call now, save X. Right now, there is, as a disclaimer. There's window companies out there that'll advertise radio and TV and tell you, buy now, buy two, labor's free. Sure. There's nothing free in this world. You're sure. paying too much for a window if labor's free. Right. If it's free windows, then you're paying too much for labor. There's just, the math doesn't work. I'd okay. rather somebody just tell you, we do good work.
0: Sure. And, and be done This goes to it. the last part. Right. Word so, of mouth. Yeah, exactly. Referrals. Referrals, that's where you want to be. Do a good job for your clients that you've got now. Mm-hmm. And they will pass your name on. And yeah. you also now, you know, because if Mrs. Smith is friends with Mrs. Jones, now you know that they're in this, they're the same type of people. They hang around those same type of people, the same personalities hang around yeah. with each other. So now you know what you're getting into. So mm-hmm. if if you've got, if you worked for a, a crazy couple and they were nuts and, and you didn't want to work for them again. But you start, and, these- and they want
1: to introduce you to their best friends from the asylum.
0: Right, you don't want to go <laughs> you know,
1: there. <laughs> you don't want to go there. No,
0: no. <laughs> thank you very much. But we're really busy right now. We don't have time yes. to do your project.
1: <laughs> but it truly does. You must really kind of narrow things down. I mean, I will admit that I had one of the best compliments ever. I was doing some work in, in the South Side, and I had a client who was a referral from somebody who did not hire me. Right. Because the job went so bad. I was so organized, but they thought they could save a few bucks. Right. And they saw me work down the street, but they decided to go this way. And when their friend wanted to do it, they go... Uh -uh. hire rich. We regret not hiring his company. You know what I mean? It was like that was a huge compliment.
0: Yes. There you go.
1: When they do that, it was it was that was awesome.
0: Right. So that's what you want to do. Do a great job for your client base. It might take a little bit longer to build those that client base up and, and get those leads rolling in. But that's going to be the best investment advertising you could do is taking care of your And it's and it's a, and it's a story
1: we've said before is, you know, especially during the recession when we did have to work for less, the competition was definitely different. I mean, we're all just scraping by. Right. But, you know, I I don't need the practice anymore. Right. Right. You know, I am running a legitimate business wouldn't I offer benefits and this and that and so it does cost this.
0: Sure. Sure. You know, I If how you many... get if
1: you're 20 years old and trying to figure it out and you can work for the practice money, Go ahead. You'll make mistakes. You know what I mean. <laughs> sure, but we're well past that point. You know, uh, I'm not doing that anymore.
0: I don't need to look at another five by eight bathroom. I, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't need to go out and look at it. I just humor the homeowners right. by going out there.
2: Well, well, but as as a contractor, or, uh, I guess a seasoned contractor is that those the jobs that you send down to the to the guys to get the practice and everything. So, as a business owner, uh, would you bring it a, a, a on journeyman
1: on for that? Yeah, it depends on the job. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of handyman work out there that, you know, we have crews and I can't really afford to go send a guy over there for a handyman kind of thing. Um, but if I know a young guy who's trying to figure it out, I'll give him a couple of tips and pointers. Sure. But ultimately what you're paying for with, with companies like us that are older and established is not just our employees, you're paying for our tools, you're paying for our experience. I can walk into a house that's 80 years old And pretty much see through the plaster and know exactly what I'm going to run into. Mm -hmm. So when I bid that job, I'm going to bid it right. I know you're going to have horsehair plaster over wood lat with true 2 by 4 studs. It's balloon framed. It's, you know, everything I do, I got to change because of fire code. Then we're going to have to upgrade everything. It's not like, oh, we'll just repaint it for you and, you know, it'll be X. (laughs) No, it's going to be costly. And the thing is, I'll tell my people that. Right. You know, my potential client. This is not going to be inexpensive. This is what we're going to have to do.
0: And and as the contractor walking into the home, that's what you need to do. Don't try to be the lowest bidder, and we're gonna get into that later, but you wanna you wanna present a correct amount. We're already at ten minutes. We're already. Okay, we gotta get (laughs) I figured we're just
1: gonna keep going. He'll chop this up and make multiple episodes. Yeah, because we got a number of talking yeah. points. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's just keep not rolling. Not to mention
2: word of mouth from peer to peer instead of just clients' sure. uh, r- word of mouth. Sure. I mean, oh, absolutely. Having a, having a shared electrician that you that you guys usually do.
0: Right. Well, uh, we get referrals from our, uh, our, our plumbers, electricians, or other people that we work with from our suppliers mm-hmm. that will give us yep. leads because they, we've worked with them for so long. So the other thing is trade associations. Join your trade association, National Home Builders Association. National Association, the remodeling industry, another local, if you have a local building.
1: Painters uh, and Decorators of America. Yes. uh, There's every trade has an association. You should be active in that. That is it's not just for lead generation. It's for continuing education. Right. Which is key to survival. And especially nowadays where codes change constantly.
0: Yep. Yep. So get into those local associations, get involved and and even uh, the chamber of commerce we get a lot of leads from our local chamber of commerce also so those are okay. those are good places to to put your name Please. and and get good qualified leads
2: and, and that was the lead
1: episode thank you that was the lead episode <laughs> this is where you get leads absolutely <laughs> all right so um we didn't talk one bit about screening your your potential client
0: <laughs> right well that's the next topic now is okay I know so they're we're doing called. good
1: we're gonna record two trioties four <laughs> <of> these right
0: <laughs> so now what what questions should you be asking that potential customer that potential client what should you be asking them so that you can pre-qualify them because you want to pre-qualify these people before you go out and talk to them uh, and, and there's a there's a list I've got 15 questions and I'm sure rich has got a few more. That, that
1: we could re no, off I've here. just got yours in front of me, but I'd have to go pull up my list.
0: Right. But there's more. There's a good, There's a, these are quick ones. So do you, do you own the home? Uh, is it a family home? How much longer do you plan on, on living there? Have you remodeled before? Uh, what did you like or dislike about that remodel job? Uh, what are you looking for in a contractor? How long have you lived in the home? How long do you plan to stay in the home? So if you're planning on moving in five years, do you really want to invest all this money? So you want to know that where, they're, where their head is at. Again, today. it
1: depends on the type of project they're looking for, right? I mean, if you're looking to move in five years and you could really use new windows because the wind's blowing through the house, <laughs> yeah. then comfort's an issue, right? right? Energy savings for the next five years. Right. Um, you know, there's lots of things that go back and forth. So let's talk about some of these questions when you ask people this. Um, and one of the things that's actually not on your list. Okay. It says, Are you interested in financing or paying cash? But you're not asking, How much are you willing to spend?
0: Oh, sure. I got it in here. Number seven, What is your budget?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. You do. All right. Find all (laughs) of these questions at (laughs) mightyhouse.net. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, but that's one that a lot of guys do not want to ask. And it's always a tough one. People are reluctant to tell you what they're willing to spend. Because they think, if I say I'm willing to spend hundred grand, you are going to come in with a contract of $99,999. Or one ten. And then of course, I'm going to have 10% overages. So now they're going to be into this for $110,000. Sure. I'm not asking you to tell me exactly what you're looking to spend. I just want a realistic number. Do you feel in your head, what do you value this work at? And if you tell me $10,000, and I'm looking at a kitchen remodel, I know we're not a good fit because yep. your number is not realistic. Right. And I won't tell you that, that bluntly. I would <laughs> explain to you, I would just simply ask you, where did you come up with that number? How right. did you feel? Where does that, because your appliances, if you're talking about new appliances, it's 16,000 and it's going to take six months to get them. Sure. If you're looking at countertops, it's 5,000 to 7,000 or more two weeks. Cabinets. Forty thousand. Yep. Fifty thousand. Four months.
0: Eighteen weeks. So yeah.
1: where did you come up with ten thousand dollars? Now if that's what you thought it would cost, yeah. we're done.
0: Or it maybe
1: Not they
0: don't just want to replace the countertops, put a new sink and faucet in and paint the cabinets they've got and, and throw down some a vinyl floor. You know, and if that's what they're they're looking for, that's different. So I mean, how I address this, I don't. I don't ask because they're never going to tell me the truth anyway. So I no, always. No, but say, I just
1: want a general ballpark. I mean, like I said, I don't want to go bid a job for one hundred and fifty if they were expecting to spend fifty.
0: Right. So I I approach it in a different way. What I ask is, okay, you've got a five by eight bathroom. The average bathroom like that runs thirty to thirty five thousand. Is that in your range? So that's or a kitchen, after our average you pick kitchen. pick them up off
1: the floor, right. bust them off.
0: And- <laughs> right. Or our kitchens run forty-five to seventy-five thousand. Those are our averages. Does that is that where you're looking to spend? Oh no, no, I didn't want to do that. Okay, fine. Now you're taking them out. You're, you're not you're yeah. not asking them to give you a specific number, but you're giving them some ranges so that they can say yes or no. And then that, well, that's that why you know this where gets
1: complicated. I always sat down. I have what I call a wish list. It's really just a blank slate, and uh-huh. a piece of paper that just says wish list. And it puts client's name, their address, and all that. And then what type of job are you looking for? So it could be a, a kitchen remodel. could be a bathroom remodel. could be a second floor addition. could be a whole house remodel. Whatever. Fill in the blank. What do you want? And I get that list going. Right. So then I can get what they really want out of that job. Mm-hmm. But based on that list, then I can tell them, just like you said, something like that averages us X. Right. Are you comfortable with that?
0: No, and that's Take them exact- off the floor, dust them off, <laughs> right. and then
1: find out that you know whatever. Right. You know, it's just stuff has gotten stupid. If you've got to pay twelve dollars for an eight foot two by four,
0: right. ah, it's not gonna be cheap. Right. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is y- you want to do as much of this sitting in your office and find out all this information ahead of time. You don't want to just talk to the homeowner and say, Yeah, sure, I'll stop out. I'll see you on Tuesday. So now you're you're driving out there. You're you're taking your time to go out there, and now you're going to do the same thing that you could have sat in your office and done and find out you're not a good fit. But now you're wasting time driving out there, driving back. You're putting a budget together. You're doing all this work for free
2: because,
0: well, that's what happens. So you want to ask these questions. You want to find out where it is before you go out there. So that that way, it's it's one
1: thing that, you know, a a client must pre-qualify contractors based on performance and type of work they do. Nothing wrong with that. But by the same token, what we're saying is that contractors need to qualify potential clients. Right. I don't need a pain in the butt client. I don't need a (laughs) client that doesn't pay. I don't need a client, not necessarily a bad client. I don't need a client asking me to build them a swimming pool. Sure. Cause I don't know squat about building swimming pools. Right. Now I could go out there and BS them, sign a contract and then go find a guy who would build a swimming pool for me. subcontract it, right. Take my margin. Right. Not necessarily going to give it's you the not best worth job. The margin.
0: It's, not worth so it. it's not worth
1: it. Yeah. Right.
0: Do what you do, do it right. And, and uh, if you've got something else like that, you've got a pool guy, just say here, look, I don't, I don't yeah. do this. If it was part of a larger project, we would take that on and, and make that part of the project. But if right. you just want a pool, here, call our pool guy. They'll take care of you. They're going to give you a good job.
2: And now you're back to right. word of mouth with references because yes. your work is, is good. So you're right. you're going back and forth. Yeah. I mean, uh, right. a good well, name is worth your weight in gold.
1: Yes. Absolutely. You know, you find a good doctor, mechanic, and, and contractor, you keep them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You don't go shopping. Right. No, but I think another good one is what's the age of your home? Yes. So you take somebody like me who grew up in the south side of Chicago, predominantly subdivisions. Sure. Uh, most of the housing stock built from 1972 up. Those I mean, I very rarely roles. rarely ran into aluminum wire, which right. would have been Korean War era. Right. Right. So very rarely ran into aluminum wire. So everything was pretty much even maybe, say, mid-60s forward. So what would I know aside from education about balloon frame houses and things like that? Where as you go into your neighborhood on the North Shore, almost everything, balloon frame or solid masonry, three widths, you know, things like that.
0: Oh no. It's all it's all. I might give you a
1: cheaper bid. Yeah. Hell of a lot more change orders too, because I didn't know what the (laughs) hell I was looking at. So that's where you really need to, you know, look at the contractor. But again, the contractor Your house was built in 1890, and you don't have never done a historical preservation. I'm sorry, I don't want to work for you, and it's nothing personal. Right, this is out of my ballpark. Right, be honest. Right, we
0: we we get into homes that are 100 years old all the time, and you know you're talking about a home built in 75. I'm like, damn, that's a brand new house. That'll be an easy job. And- it
1: is an easy job. You know why? Because you know the studs are on 16 inch centers. Yep. You know, you got mm-hmm. copper piping, you got right. cast iron drain, waste, and vent. We had building codes by then. Sure. What you're talking about was pre building codes. Yep. Right. You didn't know. It was just, and they're not badly built. No, no, but they're very well built, most of them. It's just damn. You're Uh going to run into some crazy stuff, chicken wire in all the plaster and, you know, in all the mud sets. And
0: Well, and over the 100 years, they've been remodeling and changing things and screwing things up. So there's in in an older house like that, you've got a better chance of finding some jamoke that screwed something up than you do in in a house that's built 15 years ago.
1: So that's it. So another point you brought up are, are they speaking to any other contractors? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's key. I mean, I don't care. I mean, competition is what makes this whole capitalist system work. Sure. But I also know my competition. I know the good ones and the bad ones. And, you know, I know some guys that low lowball and they work on change orders. Where me, I always tell my clients I'm inherently lazy. I don't like writing change orders. So I pretty much <laughs> have this all figured out now. Right. Um, so I may not be the cheapest price, but you'll never see a change order
0: kind of thing. Right. Unless you, uh, unless you change it. Unless you make it. Yeah. Change
1: it. Unless you make a change, so, but there's guys who'll just you know they don't have any quantities in there. Yeah, you know, we're sure. going to open the wall. Open which wall? How wide? You know, <laughs> right? You gotta be careful. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so you know, there's it, nothing wrong with finding out how many people you're bidding against. But it goes also back to is the client sitting there with a prepared set of drawings?
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: we call that competitive bid, right? And I don't know about you, Ron. I very rarely win competitive bid contracts.
0: Never do. I
2: don't.
0: I I, I don't do them. You know, if they say, "Well, we're getting three or four other bids," well, that's great. Go through those people. If you have any problems with them, or if you need any help, I'm here to help you. But we're not going to bid on the job. So
1: let's explain to contractors and people that are watching this, that are homeowners why we don't like competitive bid.
0: It's not that we don't like them, but those those people are
1: true. (laughs) No, that's true. It's not that we don't like them. It's they're not ready.
0: Right, right. They're, they're not informed They're and, and they're approaching this like they're buying a new car where they're saying, okay, I want a Ford, you know, a Ford F-150 with these features and I'm going to go shop it at five different uh, dealers. No matter where they buy it in a brand new truck, they're going to get the same truck. If you will go out and shop your five by eight bathroom with five different contractors, you're going to have prices all over the range but you're also going to have quality all over the range. So you don't know what you're going to get. Even if you went with the cheapest guy, you're not getting the same bathroom that you are with. You went with the guy that's in the middle of the road, you know, right. so you have this to
1: overlaps a little bit with some of the stuff we talk about with how to do your drawings before you go out for bid. Um, you hired an architect or somebody, maybe they drew your bathroom or they drew your kitchen or your addition, um, but there's no selections. Right. In other words, you weren't really ready to bid this job out. So here's a drawing of your kitchen and it typically doesn't even have a good existing. In other words, it doesn't show (laughs) where all the existing outlets and switches are. Right. So it doesn't show where the kills are. How many circuits do I have to get rid of? Then you'd have a new drawing that shows how many circuits I need to add. And then you have to have this. And then I need your selections. Right. Because I can give you a hundred dollar kitchen sink or a $600 kitchen sink. And right there is your difference in low price, high price. I thought you wanted nice stuff, and here you were just looking for a sink. Right. So unless you have selections. In other words, it's not ready to be bid. And if somebody hands me a set of drawings with no selections, bye-bye. I'm done. I'm not going there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can give you allowances, but I've had clients actually come back to me thinking I was overcharging them because I gave them a $300 allowance for a kitchen faucet. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't believe you're charging me $300 for a kitchen faucet. There's one at Home Depot for $150. Well, go get it. Go get it. That was an allowance.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: I can tell you right now, most of the faucets that I put in uh-huh. are eight, $9,000. Sure. big old arch, high arch. Right. They're beautiful. Good ones. Handmade. They don't okay. have at the box stores. Uh-huh. $1,000. Hell yeah. So what do you want? Give me selections. So if you don't have that, I don't want to work for you. Right, right. So Now, on, on that phone interview, I'll say, call me back when you have them.
0: Right. Yeah, get and this stuff if you together. never do
1: it, never call me back, then you weren't really ready anyway. So again, it's a client that wasn't really ready to be worked with.
0: Sure, sure, exactly. So, I mean, this and this is all stuff, again, as a contractor, you need to be asking this stuff on the phone. You don't want to be taking the time to drive out there to find out this information. Mm-hmm. All right, now Rich has gotten really long-winded with this topic of how to select a homeowner. And since we're just getting so long-winded, we're getting, this is stretching out a little bit too much. So what we're going to do is cut this into two segments. And uh, part two will be coming up next week. So until then, keep it square and level.
2: Until Until next next time.
0: time. Until next time. All right, we're out of here.
2: I like how you put all the blame on Rich. It's just long. He's he's (laughs) long I'm fine with it. it. I have big shoulders. (laughs)
0: Robbie's not here to blame anything. You know, we can't blame right. her. I have big shoulders, it all
1: works. <laughs>